After breaking the rules of engagement, Josh and Jack embark on the longest yard. It's 2021, baby. And this is Truly Happily Madison. Hello! Hi! Hello! Hi, how's it going? Hello, Josh! Hey, Jack. God, we haven't spoken in a week. <laughs> it's been time. Merry New Year's. Merry New Year to you, too. Oh, that's kind. Oh. I hope you had a lovely Christmas. I did. You did? <laughs> I did. Um, Me, too. Good. It was a weird one. But it's happened now. No. No. <laughs> a weird one in 2020. I would say it was unprecedented. Oh my goodness. The kind of Christmas I had. Mine was but... un- unprecedented. <laughs> we ran out of El Presidente cheese. Oh, I thought you were going to say the butter. But cheese makes more sense. Or you could make some sort of a, some sort of a joke about Donald Trump. Where's he been recently, huh? Apart from pardoning. <laughs> probably probably in, a, in a bunker somewhere. Eh? Probably in eh? some sort of some fuck sort bunker. Of, some sort of tax bunker, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's really Political good. Political commentary. <laughs> That's really good. That's really yeah. good. I hope he shoots his dog and then himself. I don't like this joke right now because my <laughs> dog just died. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't think... I was doing a Hitler thing. No, I, I forgot know. about your dog. Wait, I'm so sorry. I literally put her down yesterday. Good this is God. all staying in. <laughs> all staying in, Josh. Listeners, if you I, think... I want everyone to know my fucking pain. <laughs> yeah, and I want the listeners to know that it's okay to sometimes slip up and mention things by mistake that you probably shouldn't. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jack. I'm sorry for your loss. But, but you're here. No, we're here. Well, I, I wanted to quickly, on, on the topic of christmas mm. did did you get some lovely christmas presents <gasps> i did i heard some I'll, I'll picture the scene it was december 25th the year that christmas fell on this year uh, the year that christmas fell on this year <laughs> the day that christmas fell on this year and i heard some pitter patters up on the roof and then I heard a huge crashing because we don't have a chimney, we only have a skylight. And a huge man with a bulging sack fell through <laughs> onto the floor and he handed me a small package. Was it Sandler Claus? It was. <laughs> it was. Oh, fuck. If only. See, I was waiting I've just for got you a... to make that joke. No, I've got a pea brain. You've got a galaxy brain <laughs> to, make that... <laughs> to make that joke. Oh yeah, as he let's retro, let's retcon this. As he smashed down through the thing, the skylight that I mentioned previously, he went ah horse ho ho. No, ah ho 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 shit. And he handed me a small package. Small? No, he handed me a substantial package. <clears throat> he handed me a substantial package, both in size. And in feeling, 
And in heart. And in heart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did, was inside did, the package? Oh, no, I was going to ask, did something similar happen to you? Oh, nah, someone came in the post, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Got a little uh, postman came to the door, handed me a, a, a package, mm. and he was like, "Oh, see ya. <laughs> Merry Christmas." Have you in this year? Have you sort of like met and got to know your postman? Um, well, I moved oh, a couple true. of months ago, move. so I kind Good. of got to know one of them, but he stressed me out because he kept <laughs> asking me to keep an eye on my neighbours, which I know is very nice, but it, there would be doorstep chats that went on for like five minutes of him talking about all the neighbours and I just, I wasn't into it. But the new my, guy's quite nice. My postman wears a cowboy hat every day. What? <laughs> wears a cowboy Jesus hat Christ. and has like long hair. That's very cool. Is he Radio um, Man? He's not Radio Man. Radio oh. Man doesn't wear a cowboy hat. Doesn't he? What, was, what film did I watch over Christmas that had Radio... Oh, Elf. Radio mm. Man popped up in Elf. I thought he did watch a, I thought he did wear a cowboy hat. I thought that was the thing. Am I thinking of a different guy? Are you thinking of the naked cowboy? Yeah. <laughs> is that a different guy? The naked cowboy is a very different guy from Radio Man. Who's Radio Man? Radio Man is the homeless man who lives in Central Park. I thought Cowboy Man, Naked Cowboy was also a homeless man. No, Naked Cowboy is a man who goes to Times Square, poses in sort of very revealing underwear with for photos with people for money. Oh, I thought he was... Ha I've had these two people mixed up in my head for months. Years, I have a picture possibly. of me in The Naked Cowboy. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't have a picture of me in Radio Man. Oh, Radio anyway. Man has popped up in a few of these movies. Has he? <laughs> yeah. He's in Little Nicky. Uh, oh, no, he's cut out of Little Nicky. Apologies. Uh, he's in... He is in Mr. Deeds. He is 100% in Mr. Deeds. Mm. This is the thing. He's definitely been brought up, but I always thought, well, I didn't see the naked cowboy man. So therefore, I probably missed him. But now I realise it's a different person. But yeah, what was in your package? <laughs> what was in my package? Well, uh, as I tiptoed down from my bedroom in our, in our one floor flat mm -hmm. on Christmas Day, on mm -hmm. Christmas morn, mm -hmm. it was sitting there underneath our three foot tree and uh, and I shook it this little red package from a website I can't remember <laughs> sort of in a it's a red package in a sort of bubble wrap sort of yeah and uh, and I looked inside and what was waiting for me but a t-shirt featuring gorgeous image of, yeah. of our Lord David Spade yeah. Um, as Joe Dirt with the slogan, Life's a Garden. <laughs> Dig it. <laughs> well, I hope you carry that energy through to 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good motivation, my, isn't it? My, my life is such a garden right now. <laughs> well, you know, it'll help, maybe. You know, it probably won't help. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, Josh. I haven't worn the t-shirt yet. What? I haven't oh. worn it yet. But well, I will. No, I get it. Some things are too precious to... You don't want to potentially ruin it. What? Just because I'm not going out at the moment so much, I'm not really being able to spread the message. That's true. And that's what I feel that t-shirt is meant to do. What do you, right, okay. So, followers of Christ, Christians... 
follow of dirt. Followers of dirt. Were you trying to think of followers of Jew? Yeah. Followers of Buddha. Followers of Buddha. Buddhists. Followers of... Um, of we're going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. Mm, well, we haven't said Followers anything Followers of yet. the dude. Dudists. Dudists. Is that what they're called? Dudism. Followers of the great spaghetti monster, pastafarians. The worst people in the world. I didn't know this was a thing. Did you not? No. I'm kind of sad I do now. It's one of those bullshit things. Like, do you remember when everyone started putting Jedi on the census to be like, yeah. Oh, like I did that. it. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> everyone did. <laughs> everyone of a certain age did. It's like people who list, like, Navi as their languages. Anyway, I opened my package. Have you used the stuff that's in your package yet? I haven't yet, no. Oh, I need I... to get frames. Or Sandler Claws, making because... that delivery. I know, because listeners, Sandler Claws brought me a series of prints from the Master of Disguise. Lobby cards, Josh. Lobby, lobby cards. cards. They were oh. cards that were held in a cinema lobby to advertise. Oh, is that what they were? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's one of Turtle Man, obviously. There's one of the bit where Giuseppe Disguise, what's his name? Parmesan? Pistachio. 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 Giuseppe. Sloppy Giuseppe Disguise is all fat and floating around. There's that bit. And there's also the bit of him dressed up as the snake charmer. There's also the bit where he's dressed up as the candy man, but, <laughs> um, which isn't in the film. No. But so I, I did nice. learn from looking at that uh, picture of him as the candy man that he is known as Mayor Maynot. Therefore, being called may or may not. Very good. What a delightful moment. Could be. And I also got a copy of Ernest Goes to Jail. What? Is that what it's called? Have I got the name wrong? Oh, what do you mean? I didn't send you that. Yes, you did. I didn't send you that. (laughs) Yes, you did. I'm not playing the silly buggers. I'm not playing this. I didn't send you a copy of Ernest. Oh, was it a special extra gift from Sandler Claus? I think it's a message from the universe. (laughs) Saying that our follow-up to Mm. Happy Madison should be the Ernest movies. Yeah. That's weird, man. That's fucking weird. That is fucking weird. What's going on? That's cool, though. Yeah. High-def copy of Ernest. I know, yeah. Blu-ray as well. I don't think I even specified that, but... (laughs) Oh, sorry. I just, I, I don't know, something spoke to me. Yeah, I know that Sandler you and Sandler Claus are just like, you're tight, you're tight bros. Speaking of Sandler Claus, he's brought us a real treat this week. He has, yeah, sorry, this has been the longest period we've ever gone without. I think people like to know what we're up to. I hope so. We're not just your friendly... Adam Sandler production company discusses. No. We're real people. We have lives. We're your best friends. Yeah. Yeah, what are we doing this week? This week we're doing uh, everyone's favourite sports comedy remake, The Longest Yard. Hey. Josh, get get in the spirit. Get in the what fun! Spirit. <laughs> I love sport. I love American football. Just, Josh, do you have a uh, plot synopsis for us for The Longest Yard? 
I do. It's quite long, so bear with me. <laughs> Paul Wrecking Crew was a revered football superstar back in his day, but that time has since faded. But when a messy drunk driving incident lands him in jail, Paul finds he was specifically requested by Warden Hazen, played by James Cromwell, a duplicitous prison official well aware of Paul's athletic skills. Paul has been assigned the task of assembling a team of convicts to square off in a big football game against the sadistic guards. With the help of fellow convict caretaker and an old legend named Nate Scarborough to coach, Crew is ready for what promises to be a very interesting game. It's only the warden and the guards who have no idea who or what they're up against, with Paul the driving force behind the new team. Written by Mystic80. That's who wrote the synopsis, not the film. Not the film, no. <laughs> Imagine if Mystic80 wrote this film. Probably be around similar quality. Mm. Oh, um, Josh. Well, let's get into some stats then, because this film is directed by, by a uh, Adam Sandler regular. Peter Seagal yeah. is back. Yeah, I think that's three Adam Sandler films in a row he's done. He did Anger Management, Fifty mm. First Dates, and mm. The Longest Yard. Mm. I will say, I think... Peter Seagal probably has the best track record of directing Adam Sandler movies. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I Wait, can't So think we had he's... Steve Brill who did um, yeah. Little Nicky and Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. And Frank Karachi uh, did... Karach. Your boy Karach, yeah. who, who we'll get to more later. And then we, we haven't even touched upon the Dennis Dugan era yet, but I would... Mm probably label that as the worst <laughs> which one's the dukes i think i might think dugan is the best you might he did both the grown-ups he did that's my boy which i do like he did we just did a lot of fucking jack Adam and Sandler jill movies. yeah happy gilmore happy gilmore's good you don't mess with the zohan just go with it he Loading. basically does all of the later period Adam Sandler movies and some of the early ones <laughs> so yeah interesting Peter Seagal, I think... I mean, I I actually have a lot to say on how this movie looks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll get to that later. But mm. I've got some comments. This film mm. stars Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Burt Reynolds, Nelly, and James Cromwell. <laughs> Nelly <laughs> in his only on. film role to date. Yes. I think he's quite charming in this. Same! <laughs> I, I thought, really like, he, he he doesn't have many like scenes, but he has that scene with the guards in the library. And I was yeah. like, he's really quite good here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would watch like a Nelly movie. Same. Um and James Cromwell as, <laughs> as the warden, as the baddie. Do you know do you know who was originally offered the James Cromwell oh, part? Shit. Um Burt Reynolds. Would make a lot of sense. Make more sense than what Burt Reynolds is doing in this movie. I hate his role in this. But anyway, yeah. (laughs) Who? In talks, fell through at the last minute, Gary Oldman. (laughs) (laughs) I I would not want to see this. (laughs) Gary Oldman just fucking chewing the scenery. I kind of feel like it needs it. I mean... A bit more chewing the scenery in this film could be fun. Yeah, well, you get it a bit, but it's true, so, not as much as you want. This film was released on the 27th of May, 2005. Um, 
didn't come out in the UK until September because uh, they were like, nobody in the UK cares about American <laughs> football, so let's just release it when they're all back in school. Yeah. Um, it was made on a budget of $82 million. Ooh. <laughs> $82. That money is not on screen. <laughs> what do you mean? There's so many WWE wrestlers. Um... I mean, it, it, we'll talk about this, but it is a bizarrely stacked cast. It's crazy. It's absolutely fucking crazy. Um, It made 158.1 million in the US while only getting an extra uh, 30 million overseas. So it did all right. I mean, overseas, 30 million overseas is not a good. No, I suppose that's true. For a film that made 158 in the US. So, like you say, no one gives a shit about. Well, they do sort of now. But now it's growing a bit, but maybe it, not then. Ish. Like, it still isn't, like, I wouldn't call it a major. I don't think you could. I, I'd be very curious to know what the highest grossing American football movie in the UK is. Any given Sunday. I would imagine it's The Blind Side. Oh, shit. Yeah, know that. <laughs> that one. <laughs> or are there any others? There's probably some others. Is the one with Channing Tatum? Is that The Blind Side? Probably not. No. <laughs> um, like, are you thinking of Twenty Two Jump Street? Yeah, I'm. Yes. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I'd call that an American football movie. He plays American football in it. It's an American football movie. Yeah. So this opened number two, behind Star Wars Episode Three. Ooh. Second week. <laughs> which I feel like is like very. The, the studio must have had very low expectations to the, for this to open it after Star Wars. Yeah, but you've got to think that maybe Star Wars wasn't... Maybe they took a punt on a grunt and thought the last Star Wars did was shit and everyone hated it. Yeah, but it's Star Wars. Yeah, true. True. I st- I'd still go see another Star Wars movie after the last... Uh, what was it? The, the Attack um, of the Clones. No, Rise of Skywalker. Would you? I would go see another Star Wars I movie. Yeah, uh, I'd still go see it. I wouldn't be happy about it, but I go if, see it. I, if it was like Babu Frick, the movie, <laughs> I'd be fucking stoked. Uh, yeah. Um, if they so, if they whipped out Rogue Two, I am actually excited for Rogue Squadron. Do you yeah. know this? No. The Paddy Jenkins directed Star Wars movie. No, it sounds good. She did a really cool video for it at that Disney thing. <laughs> mm. where they released all the Disney movies I'm mm. in um, that's Star Wars talk done <laughs> that's not Longest Yard talk that's Galaxy uh, Far Far Away talk this uh, opened ahead of Madagascar <clears throat> opening the same week made basically the same money opening weekend as Madagascar did double paychecks for Chris Rock this week <laughs> yeah um, well he deserves every fucking penny also ahead of Monster in Law J-Lo is that Jane Fonda? Jane Fonda. Yeah. Head to head. And uh, fellow sports comedy, Kicking and Screaming. Do you remember mm. Kicking and Screaming? Is that Will Ferrell? It's Will Ferrell teaching like kids how to play soccer. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. How did um, that do? Not that well. No. <laughs> this has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 31%. Well earned. I feel like it's a little low, 
yeah. at the same time. Because like other films we've covered, like they've been in like the forty percent for Sandler. I don't think this is much worse than the other ones we've covered. I mean, I put this at a solid sixty. I'd probably put about forty-five percent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I only it's only because I, there was a bit for of, a sports comedy with no laughs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh no, I mean I laughed. Oh, I didn't. Did you not? Oh no. no. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, we'll get into this, but I just I you really just sat like back sports and movies. Well, no, no. So don't get me wrong. I like a sports movie. I just think this one is so all over the place that mm. I couldn't really. Um, sorry i should have caveat i really like sports movies and i also really love comedy physical violence (laughs) so this like this is perfect for me but this is comedy physical violence mixed with actual physical violence at points where i was just sort of like oh we'll get to it we'll get to it (laughs) other comedies from 2005 you had the ringer you had wedding crashes yeah fun with dick and jane Oh, fuck, yeah. Guess Who? Remember Guess Who? No, what's that? Guess Who was a remake of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. A race-swapped remake of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. So instead of uh, a white girl bringing home her black boyfriend, it was a black girl bringing home her white boyfriend. And it was Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher. Bernie oh, fuck, Mac I and remember Ashton that, yeah. Kutcher, the real... Sydney Poitier and Spencer Tracy of the modern age. <laughs> Good God. Okay, yeah, cool, fine. Yep, racism was solved because they gen- like, because they race swapped that film. And it's weird, like, 2005 seemed like a sort of heavy year for sports comedies because you had Kicking and Screaming, you had The Ringer, you had Racing Stripes, and yeah. it also seemed like a heavy year for, like, comedy remakes because you had wedding crash not wedding crash uh, you had guess who you had the producers and you had the longest yard yeah like um it was yeah and bewitched who could forget Shit. bewitched well cinema's obviously dead by this point <laughs> cinema is dead it's past 1999 which is when <laughs> cinema died um, um let's get into the movie josh what did you think had you seen this movie before no big sports comedy fan I have not. I had not seen this movie before, and for the first time in a long time, I I definitely knew I had not seen this one. I recognised no scenes whatsoever. Actually, having said that, I recognised pretty much every scene because, as we'll get into, I'm a big fan of the 2001 film Mean Machine, <laughs> which I also watched this week. I did intend to watch the 70s version of The Longest Yard, but as mentioned before, my dog died, and uh, Um, I didn't have enough time. It's fine. Yeah, you didn't have the time, and you didn't have the emotional capability. No. no. Do you know, like, it took me, like, three watches to, like, properly get through this movie. Jesus Christ. Um, But you must... I was thinking... My first note was like, you must be in heaven because this is an MTV film. So this is a Happy Madison slash MTV co-production. <laughs> exactly. I do love MTV films and I do love the MTV film logo they have in this one. It's my second favourite MTV film logo. <laughs> What's your first? <laughs> my first is the the one that's at the beginning of uh, of Beavis and Butthead Do America in which it's the 
astronaut floating in space and the camera goes like right into its helmet and then zooms out and it's the MTV logo. Nice. That's cool. This that one is, is just good. a load of astronauts sitting in a cinema. Yeah. Which is fine. There. So this is also a co-production between Paramount and Columbia. Yeah, I know. I thought that was fucking weird. <laughs> it's because Happy Madison is a Columbia-based company and mm. The Longest Yard film is owned by Paramount. Also, little little bit of trivia for you. The fanfare that is over the Paramount logo in this movie mm-hmm. is the only time that fanfare has ever been used. What? <laughs> Okay. So it was this weird sort of like, because I was watching it, I was like, I've never heard this song before. And <laughs> apparently it was just used in this movie. Why? Paramount, Paramount aren't big on fanfare. A lot of their, you know, they sort of have the silence of um, of just those stars going over the water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or they'll do... Um, that's yeah. the sort of usual paramount fanfare i'm guessing they were probably in a period of not using fanfare and then the columbia logo comes first on this which has a sort of big fanfare Mm. and then they were like well we can't just go from fanfare (laughs) to silence we'll just 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 whip something out anything cast a looch put something together (laughs) and Uh. he does so had you seen this film before jack and I had definitely seen this film before. I don't remember a lot about it. What I remember was not really enjoying it much <laughs> the first time I watched it. I think I like rented it when it came out. I didn't mm. see it in cinema. I remember finding it really weird that Chris Rock's character died. Yeah. Um, and I still do. Yeah. Um, well, but so so I didn't w- watch the original, but I did read the Wikipedia synopsis. Right. Okay. Which reads, beat for beat, the same. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Do they also kill the caretaker role? They do. Wow. Which can only be the reason they do it in this. <laughs> like this script feels like they took the exact same script and then just had Tim Hurley come in and draw over it for a bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although I felt like, I don't know about you, this didn't have as many Sandlerisms in it. I mean, it doesn't have as much. There definitely are some. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. Like the, the, for me, the big glaring Sandler of it all is the, uh, the Tracy Morgan character. I don't like what he's doing. I don't like the jokes. No. But I do think he commits to it really well. Oh my fucking god, yes. Like, like... I was like, honestly, I know this is right at the end of the film, but basically, for context listeners, if you haven't seen the film, Tracy Morgan plays, like, the stereotypical, in the prison there's, like, the LGBT area. Yes. He's, like, the head of there's like five of them who will dress yeah. trans-ish, yes. etc. Um, will dress effeminately. And it is implied that they are, yeah, they're the bang bros in the prison. <laughs> and yeah, at the 
at the final match between the screws and the cons they do a sort of is that, is that a term from mean machine it is yeah <laughs> it is yeah the screws and the cons what do they call it here just like guards, the guards the guards, guards and the cons guards and cons yeah they do a little cheerleading routine and i've got to say like it's if it wasn't in this film and it was in a better film i'd be like it's pretty good but well, it's just it's even that it's even just the scenes where tracy morgan is talking to uh john Turturro's brother yeah um, uh, um <laughs> uh and he's sort of just his delivery is very good he is you could see i love uh ferdy rock i'm a big uh, tracy morgan fan he's great he's so funny and yeah i better material would love to see him with <laughs> Yeah, exactly. no, I went Yoda on that. Mm, better material. But it's true. Like you can see, like you know what you were saying about um, Rachel McAdams in the hot yeah. chick being like, you can see a star being born. Yeah, like it's this true. is. I would assume this is probably because I didn't hear about Tracy Morgan until. So he was Rock. on. He was on Saturday Night Live at this point. I was going to say Forty Rock because I'm an idiot. 30, you know, 50 Rock. How many more Rocks can we get? 30 Rocks. Rock. Yeah, I'm as not an SNL fan. But maybe internationally. Have you Although, ever seen Tracy Morgan's uh, sketch on SNL, uh, Brian Fellow's Safari Planet? No. <laughs> I'll send you that later. Okay, that sounds good. I love Brian Fellow's Safari Planet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I... Well, I He'd felt He'd already like... been in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Had he? Yeah. God, He's the um, other film. drug dealer they meet in LA. Shit. No, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that film at all. I definitely watched it. I've definitely seen it a lot. He's yeah. been he was on SNL from nineteen ninety six. And in fact he was off SNL at this point. He left in two thousand three. Mm. Well, you so... know, the internet wasn't so big <laughs> at this time. No, no, I so you didn't get, get that. YouTube only got established in what two thousand and five. Sure. How are you going to find out about SNL before that? Internationally, <laughs> all Not I'm saying is this had is the best of Mike Myers no. SNL DVD, like I did. No, they didn't. All I'm saying is, for an international audience, this might have been the first time they really saw Tracy Morgan and were stunned and shocked and, and love. I um, just like I'd love it. I'd love it way more if they didn't insert like during the cheerleader scene. They have like then do a little dance and then it cuts to the crowd who were all like, <laughs> you know. But the cr- the crowd in this film is weird. Like, <laughs> the crowd in this film is like, well, th- this whole film is weird because let's start at the beginning. We see yeah. Paul wrecking crew. Um, yeah. drunk at his girlfriend, an, an uncredited Courtney Cox. Uncredited. As one of the two women in this movie. Um, yep. uh, the other being the wonderful Cloris Leachman. She, um, he's, yeah, he gets drunk and does like a drunken drive of her car. Yep. <laughs> also have a very sort of stereotypically gay character in this scene. Like Courtney Cox's friend. Oh yeah, who I I was like I recognize this guy, and she's yelling at him at one point. Patrick, Patrick, and I went to look him up. Like who plays Patrick? The actor's name is Patrick, but what? he is credited as Walt. What? 
<laughs> oh no, I saw something else that said whoever this person is is playing themselves. Oh. Not... He's credited in the film as Walt. That's very weird. And, <laughs> and yeah, his name is Patrick Bristow. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> very weird. No, I saw him playing himself. I guess you're just meant to think they're like a lovey lot. Yeah. You know? LA they mentioned the the oft-reference uh, Adam Sandler underwear shoot. Which when <laughs> they say that the first time, I was like, ugh. Like, yeah. can you imagine Adam Sandler in an underwear commercial? I don't have to. I've seen it now. Yeah, you've seen it now, and it still looks shit. <laughs> even with the CGI. <laughs> CGI dingle. It's not even CGI. It's Photoshop. Photoshop dingus. Like, this film starts off, and I just thought, this is another film, like after the last one we watched, Fifty First Dates, where yeah. we are just supposed to like this character. Because it is Adam Sandler. Yeah, no, I know. He's such a cunt. Like, he's so nasty at the beginning of this movie when he's drunk driving. And, like, Courtney Cox is playing a role that isn't supposed to be a nice character. So why are they together? (laughs) She obviously hates him. He obviously hates her. Why the fuck are they together? I don't really get it. No. The whole way that Sandler's character is played in this film is so confusing to me. He does a lot of his... I think he's actually a little bit more subdued in this one. Yeah, maybe it's just at the beginning. When yeah, he's at the drunk. beginning when he's drunk driving. Yeah, like yeah. when he's like playing table tennis with the guy who's subtitled for all the movie. Um, that is sad for the great Cully. <laughs> like he's sort of just a bit like, eh, you know, eh. Which is nice. It's I, I like seeing him a bit more subdued. Yeah. Um, but the character is so confusing to me. It took 50 minutes for the movie to tell me that he usually sees himself as sort of a lone wolf. <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> it just there's no setup on that character. There's no setup. There's no real sort of no. climax for him either. There's nothing. Do you know what it could have done with? The Dickie Roberts treatment. The what the love of a good woman. What? No, the the <laughs> E True Hollywood Story intro. Oh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it's the they I mean they have the incredibly over expositional news anchor woman. Yeah, true. Who's just like the driver of the car is Paul Crew. You might remember Paul <laughs> Crew was <laughs> who the five years ago was done for football <laughs> tricks. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> like like it was the weirdest sort of... Like, if you're telling me there's a high-speed car pursuit, I want to see the car pursuit. I don't want to watch you tell me this man's no, life story. No, I want to see the blood and the guts. Yeah, I, I don't really get Sandler's arc in this movie. Do you know a film that does this better? <laughs> mean Machine. Mean Machine. <laughs> you know what film I can only assume does it better? What? The, the Other Longest, longest Yards? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true. Well, this is it. Because this film sticks so closely to The Longest Yard, The Longest Yard is like a 70s movie. I'm guessing it's pretty sort of gritty and dark in its tone, especially in its sort of like more comedy moments. Could be. The moments that it borrows from this from that film that are dark really feel out of place in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Being the caretaker death. Being the moment at the end where James Cromwell is yelling at William Fickner to shoot that Adam bit, Sandler. That bit is, is crazy. That is insane. <laughs> comes at the end nowhere. of this movie, 
I like it's, it. It's like, you know, the second boss. There's no, the first it's boss. not. It's really bad, Josh. <laughs> it's really bad. It's a moment that I was, like, sitting there, like, and guess what? Like, that moment, like, ups the tension of the movie, like, tenfold. And then it's also, like, and there's only, like, 20 seconds left of the movie. I know! I know! All that happens after that. So, listeners, what happened at the end? So, obviously, spoilers. The cons win. And no spoilers. Everyone's seen this movie. It made thirty seems. million overseas. That's true. The, <laughs> the cons win, and then Adam Sandler wanders off the pitch, and then because the this does happen in the original as well. This oh, does is, it? Yeah, I looked up like what the because I thought the ending of this movie was so abrupt. I know they cut <laughs> but... this out of Mean Machine. Um... <laughs> this is exactly how uh, the other one ends. Christ. So he's wonder- Adam Sandler's wandering off. And James Cromwell's like, I'll make you pay. And then he's like, wait, that prisoner's trying to escape. And he tells William Fickner, the main bad guard, to, to shoot him. And then it, it's like a minute or a minute and a half of everyone screaming at Adam Sandler to come back who can't hear them. For some reason. For some reason. <laughs> They're and like then, properly screaming at him like, get back here. Get back, get back. I'm going to fucking shoot you in the head, blah, blah, blah. And then... Um, William Fickner's like, I can't do it because I just respect him so damn much for playing football so well. And then just it turns his like, gun up in the air and just shoots it. Yeah. <laughs> and then that doesn't happen. And then he, Adam Sandler, picks up the match ball and it's like, stick that in your trophy cabinet. And then some people come and pour water over him. <laughs> and it ends. Gatorade. And then it ends. I was watching an episode of, <laughs> of King of the Hill the other day where Hank is very upset that they pour Gatorade over the coach. He's like, oh, you could have avoided it, coach. And then, like, yeah, it's the Gatorade being pulled over and then hard cut to credits. I know, but it's just done and then there's some sort of <laughs> like, awful song. And, and I think there's a Nelly song where he sings oh, about yeah. the longest yard. Yeah, you gotta go for the longest yard. Um, yeah, it's that this film seems to have borrowed borrowed sort of the dramatic intensity that comes with sort of like a seventies comedy like this, mm. where they sort of try and do it a bit hard, gritty, down to it. This film is so strange to me. I think this film is all over the place. Yeah, I think uh, like there's the Sandler comedy of it with like um, uh, what's his name, uh, Switowski. Yeah, Switowski, the big black guy who gets his nose broken at one point. Yeah. There's like the comedy of him, like he's like a man child, and there's like the Tracy Morgan character that we've already discussed. There's also the guard who's been oh, given well, estrogen. The big man child thing, I think that must be across all of them because there's one of those in Mean Machine as well. Oh, that might be that. In who gets his nose broken? Is so he played as thing. sort of like. As much as he's played in this one? No, he's... Well, first it's a white guy, and he's just meant to be sort of, like, excitable and, you know, kind of, like, talks to himself. It's you know, one of those remakes like, where... He's up. It's one of those remakes where all the characters, like, have the same names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's yeah. like... It's, it is, I, I feel like it might be a shot-for-shot shot remake. It probably um, is. I mean, maybe it doesn't have as much, like, McDonald's product placement from Terry Crews. Oh my god, that is so... Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, the... That was terrible. And also, talking about the emotional whiplash, the bit... So, Chris Rock's character, who, far and away, I'm just gonna say it now, my MVP, because... 
like every time he's on screen, I'm like, okay, he's got some all right jokes. Yeah. I enjoy it. There's not much else to look at. But he gets blown up <laughs> or set on fire or something and dies. He gets he gets blown up. He gets blown up on fire. And then they have a funeral for him, and it's a really sad, touching moment. And then they put in a Terry Crews drops down like a drops an apple like a, McDonald's yeah, apple like... pie on his on his uh, grave. I mean, there's a lot of product placement in this movie. Yeah, there's a load of it. There's McDonald's. There's Reebok. There's for the Forest Prison movie. They're yeah. quite good at getting in like that's product the, placement. Well, that's Caretaker, isn't it? That's Caretaker. And yeah, cheeseburger ready. If if I was charged with remaking The Longest Yard, mm. I wouldn't kill off the caretaker character in this one because it's one of the only pieces of personality in this movie. Yeah. I would kill off Nate Scarborough. Let me blow your fucking mind. Yeah. In Mean Machine. They kill off Nate Scarborough. They kill off Nate Scarborough. Or rather, <gasps> Nate Scarborough doesn't exist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well that's not the same thing Josh. well no but they've, they've got a different man okay so yeah to provide context I want to compare and contrast Mean Machine which is um, I have not seen Mean Machine I mean it's not it's not much better but on my laugh calculation it's doubly as funny <laughs> so so I laughed five and a half times at The Longest Yard and I laughed eleven and a half times in Mean Machine dear Lord. huh Dear Lord. <laughs> it's a good film. So they don't... So Nate Scarborough, Burt Reynolds, is like an old guy who's been in prison for ages. But is he meant to be playing the same character he was in no, the original? No, because in, okay. in the original he plays Paul Crew. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway. Um, <laughs> There's a Nate Scarborough in the original. Right, okay. And he's like, he used to be a football player and then did something really They bad. never tell you what, like, most of these people, why they're in there. Right, yeah. Okay, so in Mean Machine, there's a character played by the guy from Waking Ned. <laughs> oh, um, uh, Grandpa Joe. David from, Kelly. David Kelly, yeah. David Grandpa Kelly. Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. No, I guess that's true. Played by David <laughs> Kelly, who is the oldest inmate in the prison. And kind of takes Vinnie Jones's Danny Meehan under his wing. And is, you know, doing the whole, like, wisdom thing. And then there's, like, a really horrible emotional... Which, now watching it again as an adult, I'm like, this scene doesn't fit in at all. They just, like, every... They're training for the match, they're training for the match. And then at some point, there's just a scene where Danny Meehan and David Kelly... Where Vinnie Jones and David Kelly are just sitting outside... And David Kelly's like, you don't get to be the oldest con without having done something awful. And then he tells a story about how when he was younger, he was in a gang and another gang guy wanted to get to him. So he thought, I'll get to him first. So he went to his house and threw a grenade through the window. But he didn't know that the guy had his wife and baby in there with him and they all died. And and it's a really horrible scene where like it's a really good performance for him. He's crying a lot obviously feels a lot of guilt and is like nothing i do can ever undo that and then later on he gets blown up and that's like a it's a nice thematic thing well it would just be nice if we did learn a little bit more about these prisons the only one we learn about is paul crew and i don't really i don't think i could say anything about paul crew no but reynolds is the most 
beautifully put together prisoner as well. Looks like he's got the <laughs> ultimate grooming kit. In God, jail. I know. Insanity. I don't like him in. The, I don't like his character in this movie. I do quite like Reynolds in the movie, just because Reynolds has charm. He does, but again, it's just like it's fine, isn't it? I just keep thinking about Boogie Nights. Yeah, <laughs> that he hated. Oh yeah, he hated. It. <laughs> hated that film. Um, also, what I don't like about this film compared to Mean Machine. So in this film, you've got three big mad people, right? You got. So you got Swatowski. Got well, no, not is he one of them? He's big. Well, yeah, but I mean, like you know, the ones who are in like solitary. You so you've got. One. There's the great Kelly. Yeah, as Turley. Yeah, there's the one. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not the ones in solitary, but the ones they were like. We need. There are three of them that are like are the most violent towards the guards. There's yeah. the great Kelly. There's the one who doesn't get to watch TV, and then there's is another that like one. Like Joey Diaz. No, no, that's not Joey Diaz. No, that's Joey the Diaz best. is the one that I thought was Big Pussy from <laughs> Sopranos for like the whole film. <laughs> Joey Diaz is definitely like someone who is in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, no, I'm looking up who. Oh, is it? Is it Goldberg? No, Goldberg is Battle. Oh no, it's Goldberg. It is Goldberg, isn't it? With the big dick. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Goldberg is the one with the big dick. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there's another one. Maybe who's... it's Lobo Sebastian. As it could Torres. be. Could be. He doesn't have a picture. <laughs> I'm just looking at the cast here. I've, I I was very um happy to see um one of the Horn brothers from Twin Peaks show up in this. Which one's as that? Unger. Unger. Oh, who is... is that the bastard? Yeah, the guy who kills Caretaker. Yeah. Also, was, in Mean Machine, the guy who plays the bastard is, like, so fucking good. I, I'm not lie. David Patrick Kelly as Unger is really... Like, he is... A, he, when he shows up for the first time in the prison, I was like, fuck, man, is this going to be, like, a real prison movie? Yeah, no. <laughs> like, yeah, but again, he's not, he's not like, fleshed out. No, You don't get anything. Out. He's just, You don't even get why he's colluding with the guards in the original he is not colluding with the guards he is he wants caretaker's role as the um as the manager of the team and crew says no and so he then places the bomb in crew's room right i see well that's not what happens in me machine that's not what happens in uh, the longest yard no (laughs) i also want to just talk about this movie I'm really surprised mm. that this movie is shot and directed by Sandler's usual crew. What, because it feels so impersonal? No, because it looks like they've done actually a really good job of making it look like a prison movie. Yeah. The way it's lit, the way it's shot, it feels so sparse and so empty... It doesn't feel like the other Sandler movies. No. And it's it just feels really weird. weird that like it's all the same people who made all those other movies. It's the same DOP. It's the same uh, director. It's the same... Uh, cor- um, I, <laughs> I think no, it just shows that the these guys... the same music director. Like... I think it just shows that these guys are fucking talented. And if you say, make a dumb comedy... 
they'll make it look like a dumb comedy. If you say make a prison movie that's also a dumb comedy, they go, we don't know how to do that. We're going to make a prison movie. <laughs> you know what I think? What? MTV were like, nah, you can't make it look like your other shit. Do you <laughs> this think? is an MTV movie. MTV movies got a bit of grit to them, guys. And yeah, maybe. Nelly, and we're going to put Nelly in it. <laughs> Do you think, do you think that, that was, was a them? recommendation of MTV? I, oh, I, I do. don't know. I don't think Sadler was like, you know, I really want to put in this movie, Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could be, could be. Yeah, I. But again, it's that weird thing of this movie where cause it, it looks like a harder movie than it is, which again yeah. I think makes the jokes sort of feel like, oh, that's weird. Oh, I so I did have one laugh. Can I tell you my my big laugh? Yeah, go on. Um, it's when Cloris Leachman uh, yeah. has has Sala to herself to recreate his underwear commercial. Yeah, and she's in the room and she goes and leans on a sofa and the sofa tips over. That was your laugh. <laughs> that was my big laugh of the movie. Jesus Christ. she's a fucking Why? wonderful physical comedian. <laughs> oh, okay. I love Cloris Leachman. Yeah? Like, 100%. So I'm super happy to see her and her weird hairdo pop up in this movie. Mm. But you know what? That role in Mean Machine, played by Sally Phillips. Oh, I do love Sally Phillips as well. Does a really good job and isn't a weirdo. <laughs> Clarus Leachman is not a weirdo. I mean, but How she's dare. playing a weirdo in this film. She's playing, she's playing a, a horny old lady. Yeah, she's playing the horny old lady. Whereas in, that's... but that's the thing. It gives it a weird, it gives it a weird dynamic where it's like, she's holding him over a barrel to get these videos, so she makes him do something sexually weird. Whereas in Mean Machine, it's like Sally Phillips is there. She gets in the tapes and is like, "I also want to bang you," and he's like, "Yes, I also want to bang you." Because there's not a weird dynamic, you know. I, much, I, I prefer this version. You prefer this. You. you prefer. I prefer him this. Being... I prefer this as, as, as sort of like, yeah. You, you know. prefer him being pressured into doing something sexually weird. I don't think he's pressured. I think he is. I don't think he. I is. think he is explicitly because she I says, "Now to... I've done this for you. You do this for me." Yeah, but but you know, it's it's <laughs> he understands. He understands the the payment. Oh, he okay, right? Okay, yeah, no, fine. I think you know, I'm I'm all for it. All because look, just fucking give Clarice Leachman a break, man. She's the funniest woman on the planet. I'm not. I like. Yeah, she's she the old in lady book. in Beavis and Butthead Do America. She's great. Oh yeah, no, that is good. But yeah, no, I know. But the, don't take it personally for her because I'm oh, not I having will. a go. I'm not like having a go that, at her. I'm not. Like she didn't Leach write and... this film. She didn't choose this to happen. I'm having yeah, a go at the she's writers. Great. She's great. Yeah, no, she's, she's good fun. at do, she's good at doing it. I'm just saying. Josh, it's why do you hate bad. old women? I do. That is a fair point. I do. Um, but not as much as this film does, or rather. A lot of this film, there. this film is so hateful, lacking in women. It has two, as you said before. Oh, well, it has some in the, it has some in the crowd. Yeah, that's not a character. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a, it could be a character. The only character in the crowd is fucking Rob Schneider. Oh yeah, true. Who gets like quite high billing in this movie? Does he? Yeah. Oh, disgusting. His character is called Punky. Punky? 
Not the townie. What the no, fuck is going on? Punky. Punky the townie. Um, you know what I feel like should have been a lot funnier than it was? What? Uh the commentators. Yeah. Pairing the commentator no, with, with a guy who doesn't talk is not funny. Yeah, also doing the old like Native Americans don't speak thing. Brilliant. Did this make you think has Adam Sandler considered remaking One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? <laughs> Could have done. I can I, see that film. I can see that film. A hundred. I can see it being terrible. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> absolutely. But feel, imagine Alan like Covert that's... in there. Alan Covert playing Billy. Alan Covert in this film is definitely the closest to Alan Covert in real life. Do you think? Yeah, just <laughs> being giving, racist. Just being racist and giving people a hard fucking time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so. And awful. ignoring like bad things happening to people for his own gain. Exactly. I did, yeah, <laughs> that was my note when he showed up. Was I really wish I didn't know Alan Covert's name now? <laughs> like, imagine a world where he was just still that guy from an Adam Sandler films. Now I know his fucking name. Uh, he, I, he, even knowing that he is that guy in Adam Sandler films, just is enough. It's too bad. Awful. <laughs> um, Josh, do you think American football is a very cinematic sport? No, it's shit. I don't understand <laughs> how it works. This also right. Yeah, that's the thing. Sorry, I was. I had a point earlier, which was about you know you've got the three people who hate the guards in the longest yes. yard in Mean Machine. You only have one. <laughs> I love Which, everything comes back to me. It's because it's a great film. And also in Mean Machine, you only have one. And that one is Jason Statham doing the worst Scottish accent I've ever heard. But still, you get to know him. And I think that's the problem that I want to hit on with the American football thing. There's too many fucking players. There's too well, yeah. many players. You've got the offensive I... line and the defensive line. There's not enough time to fucking get to know them above a like... Terry well, Crews loves cheeseburgers, kind of like Terry loves it. yogurt like, or whatever. We've got like, um, you hate Brooklyn Nine Nine, Josh. Don't I try do. that. Like, you know what it is. I know what it is. You have to <laughs> know something like to hate it. it. Yeah, because you've got like, you have the really long basketball scene with yeah. uh, with Deacon Moss and the black inmates. Oh my god, I hated that. Right, <laughs> that they were like. At one point, Josh, okay. did you know that the five of the six members of D12 were in that scene? Were the only they? missing member is Slim Shady. Jesus Christ, I didn't know that. But yeah, <laughs> but, but certain... doesn't he look a bit like Slim Shady with the hat on? In they even call him Slim Shady. Exactly. I see what they did there now. He, Sandler was positioning himself as the next <laughs> He was going to bump off Marshall Mathers. Anyway. Um, yeah, at a certain point, listeners, they've been training for the football match and they go, none of us are fast enough. We need some speed. Well, Where no, do Chris we get Rock, speed Chris from? Chris Rock does this because Chris Rock is the only one allowed to make black jokes in yeah, this movie. Yeah, allowed to say, oh, well, you need to go and employ all the black people you can find because they run. And later makes a joke saying, that one's got slave blood. Yeah. Fucking hell. I did quite like the joke of Burt Reynolds and Chris Rock watching the basketball game and Burt Reynolds cheering on uh, Adam Sandler and Chris Rock being like, nah, nah, cut out, Don't man. Do that. Cut out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. I thought that was quite funny. I hate it. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know what American prison's like, but to so make it the... so horribly, like, down racial lines and then also be like, if you want speed, go to that, you know? 
It's well, just yeah, awkward. And, like as well, the whole sequence in the library with Stone Cold Steve Austin using the N word. Yeah, was like so jarring for me. Yeah, like, I mean, in Mean Machine, there is also a racist, a racist guard. There's, but there's one. There's one guard who's like super racist, and who. But it's not even like that. The, the, the like, I know like racism exists, and I know that it's in the prison system. It's just the fact that this mostly silly Adam Sandler movie suddenly slips into this quite dramatic racial tension scene. Yeah, no, I know. Um, yeah, it doesn't like, know what the fuck it's It doesn't doing. feel like it's from the same movie and like, again, Nelly handles it with a plomb. Yeah. Good play, <laughs> really nice maggot. performance from Megget. Yeah. Megget. Um, but yeah, I don't know, that, that moment really really bugged me because <laughs> again it feels and i looked up it's it's in the other movie it's in the original movie and again i feel like it would play better in a sort of 70s mm. gritty because again if you think if adam sandler did remake one flew over the cuckoo's nest think of the serious scenes he would put in and then think of all the jokes he would make about <laughs> mental patients oh yeah no it'd be really good it would be like um the what is it anger management yeah, it would be that. The sister Which actually mad. now the more the more the more I think about it, that is the, that one flew over the cookies. He's already done Jack, it, Jack Nicholson. He's already done it. <laughs> Shit. No, he'll do it. He will do it. I, um, maybe at some point. He's too old now, though. Or who would he get? Like Andy Samberg? No, because Andy Samberg wouldn't do it because I feel like he'd have too much respect. Yeah. <laughs> um, like who is a young person who Adam Sandler would like Taylor Lautner? Um. <laughs> Patrick Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you could get him to do it. Right, okay. So Mean Machine has the <laughs> Mean Machine has the racism scene, right? But it it serves a purpose, which is up until that point, none of the prisoners like Danny Meehan, who's the Paul Crew. Danny Meehan, Vinnie Jones. I get you've said. <laughs> um Danny Meehan. Anyway. Um, he's made friends with a guy called oh I can't remember what his name is it's like Gizmo or something which is the caretaker role um, Massive his name's Massive he's the guy who can get you anything Gizmo. <laughs> his name's Gizmo Massive he's made friends with Massive but he's the only guy everyone else thinks he's a you know he sold his country out by giving away a penalty on purpose in the World Cup against Germany also yeah that's the main thing American football is not as big a deal in America as football is in the UK. I don't. Is that true? I feel like that's true because you don't have World Cups. This is two people who don't really watch. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about football, but I do around the World Cup, and that's what makes me think that people care more about it. But that's it. I don't think people like the people who don't care about football in the US care about it during the Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I just prefer Mean Machine. Mean Machine's better. Can I also just say, I just found out that Joey Diaz was only 42 when he made this movie. No, he looks like he's 70. (laughs) Anyway. He was 42 years old. I'm curious to see how old Adam Sandler was in comparison. He'll be like 35. Adam Sandler was 39. 30 fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Three years difference between him and Joey Diaz. That is crazy. Anyways, the the racist thing 
so all the people in Mean Machine, they don't like Danny Meehan. And, but he makes friends with Massive and then Massive gets racially abused by a prison guard played by Jeff Bell, who people will know from King Arthur, Legend of the Sword or um, what's it called? Green Street. <laughs> He's the main bad guy. Um, so he beats up Massive, puts him in hospital, but Danny Vinnie Jones is the only one who runs in to stop the guard and gets put in solitary for that. And by doing that, wins himself allegiance around the prison. Whereas nothing like that happens in the longest yard and it's just there. Oh, in the, no it, well in the long in the longest yard it is is it's maggots standing up against the guards that inspires them. Yeah, exactly. So it's not even it's not even Adam Sandler's character's journey. It's someone no, else. Because Megat is probably the most interesting character. Really is. Really is. <laughs> he's the only one he's like when the when the black group decide not to play football with them. He's the only one who steps forward and is like, no, I want to go out on my own and play. I like his little line about, like, um, if this guy can take that much of a beating in this game, I want to see how he does in a full contact sport. Yeah, exactly. It's nice. I mean, I oh, didn't laugh. Good. No, no, it's not It's not a funny <laughs> line, but it's just a nice little line. It's, it's it, nice it line. makes sense. It, it plays into the film quite nicely. Earl Meggett is the saviour <laughs> of yeah. The Longest Yard. Maybe um, it could be quite good. I don't. I don't have much. There's a. Did you notice that the game that there is this odd shot of a woman's boobs? Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck was that about? It's just going through a metal detector, just properly focused on her boobs. That's just Sandler, isn't it? Or it's Peter Segal being like, "I want tits." I think that's. I think that's America in mid two thousands. Yeah, true. <laughs> I just want tits. Did you find it weird that? Will Fickner, well, a that there's a criminal underuse of Will Fickner in this movie. He's so good. He's so good. But is it weird at the end when they've won the when the when the guards have lost the game, and he just because Sandra is being blackmailed by the by the warden into say like if he lose if he wins the game, the warden is going to persecute him for, uh, for the death of death. caretaker. Which happens in the original as well. So, but Fickner at the end is just like, hey, I know you had nothing to do with Caretaker's death, and I'll swear to it. Like, Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Like, it was this insane change of heart from the guy who, at the beginning of this movie, brutally beats Adam Sandler in another <laughs> moment that feels like it's from a different movie. Yeah. So it gets so right. Okay, Mean Machine. <laughs> oh my god, Josh, I can't do this all day. Look, we have to, because... I think more people will have seen Mean Machine than will have seen this Longest Yard film based on the box office takings in Britain. Um, mean Machine, <laughs> they kind of split out the characters. So there's the one hyper-violent one and then there's another guy. Um, so the hyper-violent one is that Jeff Bell guy and the other one is played by... I'm going to cut out all your Mean Machine Please stuff. don't. Then we won't have a podcast. <laughs> then there's another one played by Ralph Brown, who's basically like, he really likes people being disciplined and um, having who's strength Ralph of character. Ralph Brown? What do you mean? He, he played Danny in With Null and I. He's in um, Alien 3. You'd recognize him. <laughs> um, my favorite alien, obviously. Shut um, up. It is. <laughs> uh, um, is your second one Prometheus? No. 
Second one's <laughs> Alien. But Alien Alien's, is a perfect movie. Alien 3 is a perfect movie. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Anyway, Ralph Brown, like, because you get to spend more time with Danny Meehan and you see the team oh, build. we've spoken so and much about the- Danny Meehan <laughs> on this podcast about different movies. <laughs> also, I forgot to say that Danny Meehan's nickname is Mean Machine, which makes more sense. He's Danny Mean Machine Mean. Well, well, but you know, so the first film, the original Longest Yard in the UK was released as The Mean Machine. Oh, was it? Because people were like, what does The Longest Yard mean? Right, okay. And their team is called <laughs> Mean Machine. They call, their team is called Mean Machine. So, You heard it, the all-stars? Well, we're the... Mean, mean stars, stars. <laughs> mean machines. Um, You've heard of the old machines. <laughs> well, we're different. We're the the different machines. Anyway, Ralph Brown. So Danny Mean earns his respect, and so by the end, when the when the governor is like, "I'm going to fucking do you for what you did to me," he's like, "No, this man has earned like." It makes more sense the the one eighty from him. Because I'm never like, going to watch this movie, Josh. Man, you should. It's I'm so never good. Watch it. I'm quite tempted to watch the the uh, the original US Why? One. <laughs> Why would you watch that and not a film that has Jason Statham, Danny like, Dyer, Jeff I like Bell. 70s movies. Yeah, but wouldn't you like a 2001 Matthew Vaughan production? I mean, he didn't direct it, obviously. <laughs> I, I'm just looking at what the budget of Mean Machine is compared to the budget of The Longest Yard. Yeah, right. Budget 2. of Mean 5 Machine. 2.5 million pounds. Yes, 2.5 million pounds. It looks it, but it's great. and it made How many back... Mean Machines could you have made for The Longest in One Longest Yard? <laughs> How many did you say it was for 85? So it's $82 million, so we'd have to do the whole sort of dollars into pounds. Okay, so it would cost about £60 million to make the the longest yard in the UK. Okay. So what? 60 so divided 2. by 2.5 is... Yeah. So you can make 24 mean machines. For the, <laughs> you can make, went all the way to do this. You could make 24 mean <laughs> machines for the money it costs to make the longest yard. <laughs> I'd rather have 24 I, I don't mean know machines. What, I don't I'd rather know. have... Yeah, yeah, of course you would. Imagine. You, imagine you are right. like the world's biggest mean machine fan. It's got a Medjolili in it. Imagine every year... So does every movie from like mid-2000s. <laughs> Alright, but imagine if every year at Christmas a new mean machine came out, but with whoever like, was... Like mean machine came out on Boxing Day. Yeah, exactly. But a new mean machine came out starring the best British footballer of that year. So like a few years ago, it would have been Jason Vardy. In... Josh, are you a big fan of Not the Jason. movie Goal? James? Fuck. Yeah, no, I do like Goal. <laughs> do you like Goal 2? I do like Goal 2, Do yeah. you like Goal 3? Not as much, but still. <laughs> I like Goal. I love Goal. I like Goal 2. I just really like sports films. I don't know what you it know is. What? You know Coach what? Carter, brilliant. I do think Adam Sandler is a good fit for sports comedy. Yeah, despite being this one is... of the least athletic looking men. <laughs> this is probably his worst sports comedy. Mm. But Happy Gilmore yeah. and The Waterboy. Yeah. I mean, I'm very solid. <laughs> you yeah. know, this is the second highest grossing sports comedy. Mm. Do you know what the highest is? The Ringer. The Waterboy. Is it? Fuck. Yeah. Adam Sandler is one and two for sports comedy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't think you've fought The Ringer. 
I did. Nobody, nobody saw the ring. I saw that at the cinema. Did you actually? <laughs> yeah. Because I really like Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, I mean, I love Jackass. I don't like Johnny Knoxville in movies. <laughs> I think I also saw the Dukes of Hazard film. Oh, that's a bad. That's a real bad movie. Yeah, no, it really is. Um, um, one more positive thing I'll say for Mean Machine over the Longest Yard is it's shorter. <laughs> it's longest like, Yard feels very long. I mean, I know I watched it in free settings, but it does feel very long. It is compared to. I mean, Mean Machine told the same story in ninety nine minutes, and I think that's longer than it actually is. I think it might be ninety two. Yeah, this is an hour and fifty three minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's too long. It's too long, and you don't get. Jason Statham doing a really bad Scottish accent and then having daydreams about murdering people. It's great. Josh, who is your MVP <laughs> for this movie? Um, I realised I said it was Chris Rock before. But seeing as this has come, you know, we've talked about this a lot. I think it's Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> My MVP is the supporting cast of this movie. Because I like that it's not Sandler's usual supporting cast. Oh yeah, true. I just kind of like it's a different type of people, and they're, they're pretty good to be honest. For the most part, I like the wrestlers in this movie. I I like the football players in this movie. Yeah, I like Fickner in this movie. I like James Cromwell in this movie. Yeah, like and what they all work. Despite the Sandler stuff, it's very similar to Fifty First Dates in that way. Yeah, no, it's true. And like well, when I mean, a Sandlerism no. comes into it, it sort of ruins the the tension of the movie. Well, no, it's interesting I that had like the opposite, didn't I? With Fifty First Dates, I thought the film itself was you like the Sandler stuff. <laughs> the only bits that got me through it were the Sandler bits. You love Alexa. Oh no, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. But there's other you love bits. Jonathan Lofram. Yes. <laughs> I didn't mind Jonathan your, Lofram. Your LVP for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my LVP. Um, even like it. Chris Rock, I guess, is in the Sandler family. But this is his for the first time we've seen him in a Sandler movie. Yeah, I was going to say, later on he becomes... It's odd that he's, uh, Sandler, like Happy Madison, hasn't produced just a, a solo Chris Rock project. I thought they had. At this what point. would it be? No, Josh, because we cover every Happy Madison movie. Not by this point, but I thought they did. What one do you think it is? Because there ain't one. <laughs> the week of is the closest. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. But that's a Sandler movie. Oh, okay. There's no like solo, just Chris Rock. Who made? What's it called? Top five. Chris Rock made Top 5. Shit. He directed it. Oh, yeah. I like Top 5. Top 5 was I fun. I wish Top 5 was in a Happy Madison. <laughs> Same. I'd love it. Well, if we get to, what, 2014, and we just, we get, do... yeah. just get a nice, well, good film. We can... Well, uh, after Ernest, we can cover all the films of Chris Rock directing. Truly Rockily Madison. <laughs> I um I'm trying to think like he has directed three movies I think and it's Head of State mm. I think I Love My Wife mm. and Top Five Have you ever seen Head of State? Nope. 
Is that the What Very. If Black President film? Yeah, what if there was a black president? We'll never know. <laughs> uh, who's your LVP? I'm, it's a it's a toss-up, isn't it? One, it's the whole plot line where they decide to give a guard estrogen and then he <laughs> either A, turns into a woman or turns gay. Not I, really sure This is one. a plot line that has actually popped up in like a few films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a few Adam Sandler movies, but just films in general. I've seen the estrogen plotline. Replacing <laughs> steroids with estrogen. Yeah. And then they start crying because real Tim men John don't must cry. Die. Real men don't cry. And when they start taking estrogen, then they want to hug each other and talk about their feelings. How yeah. awful. I don't like this scene. I hate this fucking bullshit. It's awful. End it. Never make it happen ever again. But who's your Who's your other toss-up for LVP? Uh, the fact that this isn't Mean Machine. Oh. And the fact that Mean Machine did this film so much better, and also you earlier. for not watching it. <laughs> um, my LVP is uh, the production crew, <laughs> right? Who make a very nice-looking movie with this one, and never, despite always working together again, never, never replicated how good it looks. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, they should feel very bad about this movie being their best one, best looking one, not best, best looking, film. Yes, though this is actually the last time we're going to hear the the dulcet tunes of uh, Teddy Castellucci. Does he die, Castellucci? No, he just doesn't make any uh, scores Shit. anymore. He retires. To be fair, I didn't wow. notice a score in this film at all. No, nor did I. It's a lot of sort of like... Yeah. Um... I also like there's a scene where they start, like they have a needle drop and then they immediately have a second second needle drop. <laughs> yeah. Without even... It's the bit where they're running and playing in the water on the park and they have like a big guitar number, but then Adam Sandler decides to run in and then it's like some touching music. Well, it's also, really it's, I was pretty sure... That like when Sana runs in, it was the beginning of sugar do 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 mm. oh honey honey. Um and then it's just not that song. <laughs> but it's something else. Um also the first I think this might be the first of at least two films to feature Here Comes the Boom on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's also the second of uh, Adam Sandler movies to feature a character who looks like and is referred to as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> That is so weird. Why is he there? I it's don't the guy understand. from Mr. Deeds who goes, genius, genius, genius. Oh, is that him? Yeah. Fuck. But yeah, why is he in the film? I don't know. Who it's is really he? Weird. Again, it's one of those things that like all the scenes with the warden feel really intense, apart <laughs> from the fact that there's this guy dressed like Colonel Sanders <laughs> fanning himself in the background. Do you think he exists? <laughs> Do you he's think like the he's... Tyler Durden of this movie. Yeah, he's the Tyler Durden of the Warden. Who <laughs> in this film, the Warden is the Warden a gambler? No, I don't no. think so. Right, that's just Mean Machine. <laughs> <laughs> but I like... hate you so much. <laughs> mean Machine's better. Um, um, I just want to quickly mention that this film made me think a lot of the third season of My Name Is Earl when Earl was in prison. And did deeds for the warden. That's nice. <laughs> um, uh, just, just nice to have my name as well in the atmosphere. Bring it back, reboot it. Mm. What a show! Mm. Josh hated my name as well. I thought it was all right. I enjoyed yeah. it at the beginning. Do you want to talk about awards? 
Yeah, go on. Well, this 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 film was very nominated at the Teen Choice Awards. Is that MTV? No, oh. this is just Teen Choice Awards. Yes, the teens make the choices. Oh, they make the choices. The teens. Yes, That's and it's the choice of a generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what did get... it get nominated for? So it was nominated for Choice Movie Actor Comedy. Um, Adam Sandler loses to Shit. Will Smith in Hitch. Hitch! Oh, I love Hitch. <laughs> a big a big day for our big boy. Coming soon. This is a wild, wild list of Kevin James. nominees. You got Ashton Kutcher, who is nominated for Guess Who? Ben Stiller for Meet the Fockers. Mm. Jimmy Fallon for The Perfect Catch, mm. which is another remake of a sports comedy. Christ. Um, fishing. No, it's uh, baseball. Oh, baseball. It's a that remake of Fever sense. Pitch. I thought Fever Pitch was football. It is. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's an American remake of Fever Pitch. Oh, my God. They're fucking cowards. <laughs> uh, John Heater was nominated for Napoleon Dynamite. Mm. That Vin was Diesel good. for the pacifier. That was bad. And shockingly, Will Ferrell loses for Anchorman. That is crazy. That's <laughs> the most iconic. Like out of all those, it's one of the most iconic comedy performances of the noughties, let alone that year. What the fuck is <laughs> happening, teens? Also nominated for uh, choice movie bad guy for James Cromwell. <laughs> I bet he loved that. <laughs> Loses to Jim Carrey in a series of unfortunate events. Oh, that's very uh, lame. I like Jim Carrey in that movie. Yeah, I know, but like, he's just he's just doing Jim Carrey, isn't he? Oh, uh, one of my favourite categories. It's nominated for choice movie blush scene. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it's a scene that makes you blush. It was nominated... For Paul's makeout scene, my favourite scene with Clarice Leachman, I'm guessing. Yeah, I guess so. Do they, do they make out? I can't think of another makeout scene. Oh, weird. Uh, also nominated for choice uh, breakout performance, male for Bob Sapp. Not for Nelly. No, for Bob Sapp. I don't know who Bob Sapp is. I think Bob Sapp is the one who gets his nose broken. That's Switovsky. It is. It is. Interesting. Interesting. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, I, just, I don't know if I'd nominate him for choice movie breakout before. Not seen him in anything else. Also, there we go. I haven't seen Nelly in anything else. Can we not have the great Kali is just like nominated for the biggest boy? Just huge. <laughs> he's, he's so big. <laughs> so so big. I don't like that they um, subtitled him. No, I didn't like that either. But he has got very because you could voice. understand what he you could yeah. understand what he was saying. You can quite understand easily. it every time. Uh, it was also nominated for choice movie chemistry between Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. Yeah, I mean, fair Lose, enough. losing to Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling in The Notebook. Fair enough. Nominated for choice movie hissy fit from Courtney Cox. <laughs> uh... Losing to John Hedda in uh, in um, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Nominated for Choice Movie Rumble between Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Bob Sapp. Yeah. 
loses to Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, is very well cast as a racist bastard. <laughs> yes. He does. He a... plays prison guard very well. He does. Um, choice movie sleaze bag for Brian Bosworth. Who's Brian Bosworth? Uh, one of the guards. I think he might be the guard who gets put on estrogen. For God's sake. <laughs> He's like a football player. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> oh. He lost to Jennifer Coolidge for a Cinderella story. Yeah, all right. Um, it was nominated for Choice Movie Comedy and lost to Napoleon Dynamite. Anchorman not even nominated. What the fuck is happening? Are We There Yet is nominated. Good God. Guess who is? Kicking and, Scre- Kicking and Screaming is the Will Ferrell movie they nominated. Good God. Well, I guess, am I right in thinking? I don't think Anchorman did that well at the beginning, did it? Yeah, it did. Did it? It definitely broke out. Well, I don't know then. Um, Here we go. I'm going to quiz you on who on on who, on this one. Choice rap artist in a movie. Nelly. Nelly wins. Yes. This is the one teen choice award he, that this film actually wins. Well done. Can you tell me the names of the rappers in these movies? Yeah, go on. Assault on Precinct 13. Is that Moz Def? No. It's Ja Rule. Shit, all right. I haven't Be seen cool. these films. Be cool. Yeah, is that the, the get, shorty? To get shorty? Fuck, I have seen this film, but I can't remember who it is. I don't know. Andre Three Thousand. Mm. Yeah. The lead of this movie, Beauty Shop. Beauty Shop. <laughs> Spinoff of Barbershop. Um, I'm gonna say Queen Latifah. Yeah, yes! motherfucker. Your favourite film of this year, Crash. <laughs> this is Mazdef. No, it's ludicrous. Fuck's sake. <laughs> you hate rappers, man. You ain't straight. <laughs> Mindhunters. What film is Mazdef in this year? Oh, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Mindhunters. Mindhunters? Yeah, I've never heard of this one. <laughs> Mindhunters. I'm going to say 50 Cent. LL Cool J. Fuck. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mos Def. Yes! <laughs> and Triple X2, the next level. Ice Cube. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, baby. Um, I won't go as in-depth in all the other nominees because there's, like that one took too long. But it was uh, it won the BET Comedy Award for Outstanding Bet. Supporting It. BET, Black Entertainment. Bet! From Oliver Twist. From Oliver Twist. No, that's a different <laughs> thing, Josh. Um, uh, outstanding. Don't don't trivialize. <laughs> Shut up! I'm not having this. If you How can spend, you? if you spend half an hour going on about bet How from Oliver Twist you? when I'm trying Why to talk about gambling, when I'm trying to talk about gambling, and you Dickens. knew it. <laughs> Popular character from a Dickens story. They never say that bets in Oliver Twist is white. <laughs> Just like Hermione. Just like Hermione. Said. You never know. <laughs> Um, yeah, but this one outstanding supporting actor in a theatrical film for Chris Rock. Do you want to know who Chris Rock was up against? Yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> Chris Rock is it's an interesting... Li- 
it just goes to show you in 2005 uh, black people were not very well represented in cinema not that they are now no um but outstanding supporting actor in a theatrical film won by chris rock other nominees andre 3000 for be cool brilliant <laughs> uh bernie mac for oceans 12 oh yeah cedric the entertainer for be cool and don cheadle for oceans 12 so all the be cool and oceans 12 <laughs> fans were split yeah. So Chris Rock was the obvious one. Chris Rock fucking walked it. <laughs> this was also nominated at the MTV Movie Awards for Best Comedic Performance for Adam Sala and Best Breakthrough Performance for Nelly. Did not win either of those. People's Choice, Best On Screen Matchup for Chris Rock and Adam Sala. Um, favorite Movie Comedy and Favorite Song from a Movie for Nelly's Song, Airtime. Mm. Airtime? Airtime. <laughs> E R R T I M E. Oh, like overtime. Overtime. <laughs> All right. E R R. Yeah, no, I know, but what, what does it mean? What's it for? Is it overtime or airtime? Airtime. Okay, <laughs> fine. We'll never know. Science is split. And the Castelluch runs, runs away with another BMI Film Music Award. Yeah, baby. He's got loads. He doesn't, yeah. His taps, whole... out, taps out with the longest yard. <laughs> One side of his house is made up of those awards. <laughs> Just insulating. <laughs> Do you want to know um, what awards Mean Machine was up for? No, I don't. None. Is that why you couldn't find it? Yeah, the answer is no none. <laughs> the answer is none. But that's not the point. It's still better. Is it not? <laughs> is that not the point? It is not the point. Why wasn't it nominated for Choice Hissy Fit? Or Choice Blush Scene? I don't know. Well, it came out four years earlier. Maybe they didn't that, exist. That's it, Josh. That's our that's our longest yard episode slash meme episode. <laughs> yeah, listeners, if you're gonna if you're thinking about watching the longest yard, don't watch Mean Machine. And if you're thinking about watching Mean Machine, don't watch the longest yard from <laughs> 1974. And if you're thinking about watching the longest yard from 1974, don't. There we go. Just don't. Um, next week, we're, we're, we're heading back to familiar territory, Josh. Brussels? <laughs> yeah. That's a topical joke, because obviously at midnight tonight, we leave the European Union. By the time no, this episode midnight, comes out, mi- it will have happened a week ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Juice Bigelow, European Gigolo. Oh, fuck. We are going to Europe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, I didn't territory. actually know. That's oh, incredible. I thought that was a joke. Nope. I thought we were going to do a whole big Brexit thing about this. No. Nope. I mean, how fucking well have we timed this? This is crazy. We're going to have so much Brexit content well, about this movie. I mean, it would have been better if we were releasing the episode. No, Next I think week. it's good because it'll still be fairly on people's minds. Yeah, it'll be um, fairly, fairly, uh, fairly. As if this isn't going to um, dominate people's minds for like 10 years. Uh, DBEG. <laughs> um, can't believe we're getting the deuce of the deuce. Yeah, baby. Um, all right, well. I'm really excited. Everybody look forward to that one. I'm excited. If people Josh. want to find you online, where do they look? They can go to Twitter or Instagram or Letterboxd and find me at JFG in Digital 3D. It's funny because it rhymes with Gatsby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Also, it's funny because the Great Gatsby movie was released in Digital 3D. Yeah. Um, Josh, how can people find you? (laughs) 
people want to find me? They can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, etc. at P-A-P-S-B-Y, Papsby. It rhymes with um, Gifford Frisbee. Gif- That's terrible. That's <laughs> absolutely rubbish. Um, uh, <laughs> of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TrueHapMad. Yeah. And you can email us any of your burning, truly happily Madison questions at TrueHapMad at gmail.com. Yeah, just throw us some mail, baby. Yeah, like let a, us know like a good how excited you are for um, Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. Let us know how excited you are for our special That's episode where we watch Mean Machine. Film. It's, it's Deuce Bigelow, European Jigolo. Oh, yeah, shit. How excited uh, you are for us watching Mean Machine on our next special. Definitely not happening. Patreon, Patreon, Mean Machine episode. Patreon, Mean Machine, yeah. Pay us $100, Edu's, and we'll watch Mean Machine. I'll watch exactly. it for free. I will not more convincing (laughs) (laughs) alright gang thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week and as always oh horse shit that's like a more gruff version for like football because he's been in prison yeah innit alright peace out love you bye (laughs)